What is up? Jason Villanueva here with the Kingdom Life Podcast. I'm your host today, and uh, I'm excited. I've been working on getting some studio space together. I'm actually recording my first podcast here in the studio. Uh, Things are just kind of leaned against the wall and strewn about the floor, but sooner or later we'll have this thing rolling. And uh, once I get it all set up, I may start doing some live feeds of the podcast. So I'm excited about that. Thank you guys so much for your prayer and support. Check it out. Our Oh Snap quote of the day comes from Martin Luther King Jr. He says this, those who are not looking for happiness are the most likely to find it because those who are searching forget that the surest way to be happy is to seek happiness for others. MLK Jr. basically telling this straight up, don't be selfish, bro. Get after it. Care for the interests of others. Three things right up front. Number one, join our Facebook group. (laughs) Facebook group. (laughs) Imagine, join our Facebook group. Wait a second, what does that mean? Join our Facebook group. Link in the show notes. Search for Kingdom Life Podcast Group. Really would love to get some online community going there. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure also, please, 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 rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps us bump up in the ranks and get the word out about what we're doing here. Number two, check out KingdomLifePodcast.com. Post all my episodes there, show notes, links to resources. You can contact me and let me know where you're listening from and why you like the podcast. And we'll start reading some of those emails and messages on the podcast as we get them in. Number three, download the worksheet with scriptures and notes for this episode, which today we are calling Vessels of Glory. Today's episode is called Vessels of Glory. And here's our opening statement. God's glorious kingdom spreads as God's people spread his glory. Did you know that man and and woman, that humanity, humans are God's chosen instrument for spreading his glory. Now, we don't do it alone. It's in conjunction with the Holy Spirit in us, moving in us and leading us to do what is good according to his will, bringing his heaven, his, uh, his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. But God uses people. He uses you to spread his glory. So I was at a prayer meeting here in Wichita, Kansas, a really large prayer gathering. It's called the Citywide Prayer, uh, Citywide prayer Gathering. There were lots of people there, thousands of Christians from around the city, different denominations, and we all come together and we pray for the city. We pray for God's kingdom to come, and I just remember being there and the Lord speaking to me and just giving me this phrase, carriers of heaven. I was like, God, what does that mean? What is a carrier of heaven? And with that, uh, he gave the words vessels of glory, and he began to show me that this is who we are, and and he wants to use us. And so some of the notes here, the Lord wants to release the kingdom of God through us everywhere we go as we live in sync with his heart and his ways, obedient to his spirit in us, releasing heaven on earth in all things. In Isaiah, it says that we are oaks of righteousness on display for his glory. And we are vessels of glory and we're carriers of of heaven. We're vessels carrying his glory into the earth, but we are sourcing from a heavenly place. Carriers of heaven, vessels of glory. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says this, 
But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Verse 6. Oh, excuse me. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. Verse 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So I talked a little bit about this last time, but we are seated in the heavenly realms and we are sourcing from heaven. We are sourcing from Christ himself and we are to be vessels of glory, spreading the knowledge of the glory of God throughout the earth. We know there's a scripture that says that as surely as the waters cover the sea, so shall the knowledge of the glory of the Lord cover the earth. And so I'm just here to ask you this question. Do you really believe that you are a carrier of heaven? Do you really believe that you are a vessel of glory? And the problem is when I look at myself and I see my sin and my flaws, I don't truly believe that I'm a carrier of heaven or a vessel of glory. But I believe, my friends, that it is time to start challenging our thinking. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And what we think determines what we believe, and what we believe determines how we act and the things that we do. Our beliefs are followed up by our actions. James says, faith without works is dead. Now, I'm not a works advocate for salvation, but I am trying in myself to question my actions based on what I say I believe. And if my actions aren't lining up with what I believe, well, then I start to question my beliefs. And so I'm asking myself, do I really believe and do you really believe that you are a carrier of heaven and that you are a vessel of glory and that God has put his spirit in you for the purpose of spreading the knowledge of who he is, not only his knowledge, but his presence, because Jesus says, as you go and make disciples and baptize and disciple the nations, as you go and do that, he says, lo, I will be with you even until the end of the age. And so we're not alone in this. Christ is with us, empowering us, walking with us as we live out our purpose as carrying his kingdom and spreading his kingdom on earth, spreading his glory as we spread his glory. So do you believe that? Do you believe that you've been chosen? Do you believe that you've been picked by God, that he would impart his Holy Spirit in you, that he would choose you before the foundations of the earth to transform you into the likeness of his son? So what have you believed about who you are? In Christ, what have you believed or not believed about being chosen as God's instrument to take his love and his glory and the gospel message to the nations? You know, honestly, the thoughts that we have about ourselves, uh, we typically don't think very uh, highly. We don't think so good about ourselves, right? We don't think so good about ourselves. We don't have good thoughts. We typically focus more on our inabilities, our inadequacies, and our our lack thereof. And so here's what I would say. We're just we're gonna have a little lesson in how we could submit these thoughts, these beliefs. Let's take those thoughts and what and what's going on in our brain and let's submit it to the Lord so that He can bring judgment on it. And so we need to bring our thoughts under the judgment of the word Hebrews four twelve through thirteen 
For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of our heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And so what does this even mean, the division of soul and spirit? That's basically us saying, is this me or is this God? Is this the mind of Jason or is this the mind of Christ? How am I thinking? Am I setting my mind on the flesh or am I setting my mind on the spirit? Ask yourself the question, are we soul thinking or are we spirit thinking? We can begin to submit our thoughts and attitudes to God for judgment. And essentially what we're doing is we're having a thought come into our mind and we're saying, God, is this you or is this me? Is this the spirit speaking to me or is this just my flesh? Is this even maybe the thoughts of the enemy coming in trying to get me off of course. And so we can go to the Lord and we can say, Lord, here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's the current attitude of my heart. And we could submit that to him and we'd say, give your judgment, Lord. Is this soul or is this spirit? And I'll tell you what, typically God will replace our thoughts with his thoughts. You know, scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. It says, who can know the thoughts of of God, or who can know the thoughts of man except the spirit of man, but we have the spirit of God, and so we can know the thoughts of God. We can have the mind of Christ. Did you know that you can think what Christ is thinking? Did you know that you can come into agreement with the way God sees you and thinks about you? Do you know that our mind creates perception? And we allow things to enter into our mind, and then we perceive things a certain way, based on where we've come from. You know, they say that every relationship that you're in affects every other relationship that you're in. So it had been at some points difficult the way that I was seeing my wife because I was seeing her through the lens of the other relationships that I had that weren't so great. And so maybe there was fear or doubt or concern that she would begin to act or sound like or do things like my ex-girlfriends that I didn't necessarily enjoy. And so it's a matter of perception. And so we either perceive through our soul and our flesh or we perceive through the Spirit. We can perceive things the way that God perceives things. Scripture tells us to no longer regard anybody according to the flesh as though we once did Christ, but we do so no longer. We've gained a spiritual understanding of who Christ is and what he's done for us, and that informs our actions and our thoughts and our beliefs. And in the same way, we can submit our thoughts and our attitudes to God. The Word of God is living and active. It judges our thoughts and our attitudes. It divides between soul and spirit. And a lot of us are soul, living in our soul. We're not living by what is a true reality. And this is what Kingdom Life Podcast is all about. We're trying to understand kingdom principles and what they are and what they mean and how we live that out on a daily basis. What is true in the kingdom 
we need to and we should want to, and I desire for that to become reality in my life. What does Christ say about who I am and who am I in him? And I want to live that out every single day, but it's not so stinking easy, is it? Scripture tells us to not just uh, be hearers of the word, but doers of the word, and the word of God's living and active. We can judge the thoughts and the attitudes that come in. God, I'm not feeling like I'm sanctified. I'm not feeling like I've been set apart. I'm not feeling like I'm pure because of my actions. And the reality is that I am already pure and accepted in Christ. And so I can live from a true reality rather than focus on the false reality that is in front of me. And so, yeah, maybe there's sin, but that's, I can repent. I submit that to the father every single time I need to live under the truth of the gospel of Christ by uh, I'm saved by faith through grace. And so grace is unlimited for me. And so when I'm not feeling like there's grace for my actions, I'm thinking from my soul and my flesh, from a worldly perspective, from a law-based mentality, which is not of the spirit, right? For there is no law according to the spirit, right? There's, there's, there's no, there's no law under the spirit. There's freedom. And so how can we allow the Lord to judge our thoughts? Well, let's ask God, am I thinking the way that you think, or am I thinking the way that is not in accordance with how you think? Romans 8, 6, uh, 8, 6 through 8 says for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Is my mind set on the spirit or is my mind set on the flesh? Do I believe that I'm a carrier of heaven? Do I believe that I am a vessel of glory that God has chosen me in Christ to carry out his kingdom into this world? So here's something we need to just look at for a moment so that we can't sort out the flesh by acting in the flesh we sort out the flesh by acting in the spirit second corinthians 10 4 through 5 for although we live in the flesh we do not wage war according to the flesh the flesh does not war and win victories in the flesh verse 4 since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but are powerful through God for the demolish of strongholds. We demolish arguments and proud and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought, look at that, every thought captive to obey Christ. We take every thought captive. Now, let me be the first to say that I am probably the least disciplined in this category of taking thoughts captive. And I tell you that it's a slippery slope that when I start to let these thoughts in and I'm not capturing them and making them obedient to Christ and, and allowing the, the spirit of God to judge them and show me what is right, what is true or what is wrong. And then submitting that, submitting to that and submitting it to the Lord, then I'm going to find myself in a bad place. But if I can get a grip on my thoughts and look, here's the thing. I don't have to try and will forth wanting to get my thoughts under control. The spirit of God is in us and he checks us. He gives us little nudges here and there that says, Hey, you need to check that. You need to check that. You need to check that. And we decide, we decide whether or not we're going to check it or not, because sometimes we enjoy those thoughts. It just depends on what it is, but sometimes we don't check it, but we can check it. 
The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but powerful through God for the demolishing of strongholds. Another scripture uh, um, version, excuse me, says that uh, our weapons are not of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power. So they have divine power from on, on high. We have heavenly power. Remember how I said that we are a carrier of heaven and we're a vessel of glory? And we carry this power with us. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. How much power do we have over sin? Jesus conquered sin and death. We have in Christ by his spirit in us, marking us, sealing us, an inheritance that is to come, right? A promise of an inheritance to come. We have power to overcome. We have power to win. There's power for victory over what? Strongholds. And not just strongholds, but thoughts. And so let me tell you that as we begin to believe little things, they begin to build up. And over time, they become a stronghold because we've given into so many thoughts that are reinforcing the same negative ideation of who we are. We believe these things and then they begin to compound and compound and compound. And so next thing you know, there's a stronghold that when someone tries to tell us something that is contrary to what we've been thinking, that we just reject it because there's a stronghold that's been fortified that is setting up a defense of allowing any kind of positive thought in that matter to come against us and break through. But scripture says that we have divine power to demolish strongholds. We have divine power to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We have the spirit of God in us that can judge the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. We can submit that to the father and say, Lord, I need you to sort this out. I need you to sort it out. The definition of a stronghold is a fortified military stronghold, a strong walled fortress. And so we've allowed these fortified strong walled fortresses to, to be set up around the way that we think about ourselves and kingdom living is allowing the spirit of God to come in and to break those strongholds, the divine power that we need to break the stronghold. So you may say, Jason, I don't feel like I'm a carrier of heaven. What? I don't feel like I'm a vessel of glory. I don't feel like I'm bringing glory to God on a daily basis. And here's why, because I haven't this and because I can't this and because I want that and because this, that, and the other, and for years I've struggled and I've battled and it's hard and I don't know how, and I don't know why, and I can't, and I won't. And see, these are the attitudes, right? Judging the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. We have an attitude, you know, we are positioned in a certain way concerning who we are. The way that we see ourself, ourselves, we're positioned, we have a stance, we're seated in a, uh, in a, in a solidified, fortified place concerning the way that we think about ourselves sometimes. And it takes the spirit of God to break through that and to tear those walls down so that the truth of who we are in Christ can come and set us free, right? Isn't that what Jesus said? And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Did you know that the truth isn't just a statement or a belief, but that the truth is a person? He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Truth will set us free. Truth is a person. Truth is Christ. Christ comes and he tears down the strongholds. He tears down the fortified walls that we've created around what we believe to be the reality of who we are or who we aren't in Christ. 
And he can come in and he can tear that stronghold down and he can speak to you and he can say, my son, my daughter, you are a carrier of heaven. You are a vessel of glory. And everywhere I send you, you can usher in the kingdom of God through words and through actions and through love and mercy and grace and through the fruit of the spirit that I cause to happen in you. And you will spread the knowledge of my glory throughout the earth. And as each one of us are activated in the spreading of the knowledge and the glory of God through the earth, well, then there's nothing that can stop us because each one of us has a sphere of influence. And as I spread the glory and the knowledge of God in my sphere of influence, you spread it in your sphere of influence. Guess what? Those spheres begin to overlap. And next thing you know, there's nowhere we can go, nowhere in this earth where God's glory is not being made manifest because he has promised that he will have hit the knowledge of who he is, cover the earth as surely as the waters cover the sea. And he's going to use you. He's going to use me. He says, you are a vessel of glory. You are a carrier of heaven. And I've put in you exactly what needs to be in you for that to become a reality. And let's just simply begin to agree with that and say, yes, Lord, allow him to judge the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart and take all of our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. So let's pray for this and then we'll shut her down. Father, I'm grateful. <clears throat> I'm always grateful just for your love and your mercy and your grace, God. And for the times where, where we slip into these, these seasons where maybe we're not in prayer as much, or we're not reading or connecting or engaging with you, Father, by the Spirit. We're not seeking your face, God. We're not humbling ourselves. I know that you forgive us, and there's ultimate grace for that, and we can boldly approach your throne, and we can ask for forgiveness. We can ask for grace and receive mercy in our time of need, and so I just thank you, God. Lord, begin to change our mind from the inside out, God. Change our hearts to truly believe that we are vessels of glory and carriers of heaven that you've chosen us for a purpose, Father. Would you realign us with the purpose that you've given us? Would, would we align our hearts and our minds with the purpose and intention for our lives that you've given us? You've predestined us to be transformed into the likeness of your Son. And you've put your, his, your Spirit, God, in us. And you've marked us and you've sealed us, which is a promise of the inheritance to come. But right now we're oaks of righteousness on display for your glory. Wherever we go, we have the capacity to pour out the kingdom of God. Every step we take, every place we go, every person we interact with God. So Lord, help us to just begin to align our hearts and our minds with that. Help us to bring our thoughts and our attitudes to you, God, and just say, would you judge that? Would you show me? What is right? What is wrong? Would you show me what is soul and what is flesh and, and spirit? Would you divide between the two, God? And would we then agree and say, yes, Lord, I want to think about me the way that you think about me. God, I want to perceive the world through the lens that you perceive it. God, I want to see people the way you see them. I want to see me the way that you see me, God. I want your mind. I want your eyes. I want your heart, God. Your words, your life, your peace, your purpose, your destiny for me, God. Can we just come into alignment with that, Father? Supernaturally, by faith, that you you hear and you listen and you answer. And we begin to see things change because we've submitted to you. And we've said you are our source for all things, God. You are my source. You're my source of purity. You're my source of life. You're my source of hope. You're my source of integrity, God. You're my source of all things that are good. You're my source 
You're the vine and I'm the branch, God. And my job is to just rest in you and receive what you have for me. And so, God, I thank you so much. I thank you so much. I pray for our listeners and just pray that their hearts are blessed, God, and that they begin to see transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, be sure and if any way possible, like and share uh, this uh, this episode. Let people know that the Kingdom Life podcast is a thing and show them how to find it on their iPhone or their Android. Uh, we're on Google Play and iTunes and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Spotify. So be sure and uh, add us to a list and uh, let people know that you're listening. Appreciate you guys. And I'll catch you here in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.